Hey everyone, this is Evan. Uh, heads up to the squeamish, this episode contains mild gore and a lot of bodily fluids, as well as some secondhand descriptions of abuse. Just want everyone to be aware before diving in, and I apologize in advance. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. All right. Hit me, Evan. <laughs> We've arrived. Okay. <laughs> the episode that I knew I would have to do eventually. Right. But I've been dreading since day one. <laughs> oh, boy. So yeah, You've been talking about this for a while. I think we, like, this, the idea for this episode, like, I've had this in my head for a long time because we had a conversation, which is, like, one of the funniest conversations we've ever had because I brought up how much I hate the show Fear Factor. I distinctly <laughs> remember that. I remember I remember sitting in the, the restaurant that we sit in, because I don't want to dox myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember us sitting at that place, yeah. and I remember, like, every new detail was, like, <laughs> equally as unbelievable and ridiculous as yeah. the last one and i was dying i was like disrupting the people around right. me i was like being really rude yeah like i was telling you about these all these things from fear factor and then we were like riffing on it and like trying to like come up with all these crazy explanations for why and it was right. so funny and like right. we got to turn that into like something like right. so like now right. finally like i'm ready to like share this with the world oh. like I'm so excited. We we've reached the fear factor episode of Desperate Acts yes. of Capitalism. Fear factor. Um, this is like a little different from like from most episodes of 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 our show that we've done so far. In that like it's not necessarily like a business that failed or like went belly up. It's like it's something that was like pretty successful. It's not something that was successful that they fucked up. It's something that was successful, but I am in utter shock. That it was. That it was able to continue for so long to become, like, a franchise. I get the sense that it was, like, it it truly... It is very true to the title of our podcast. Yeah. It is... The producers truly got desperate. Right. They, They had to, like... And they crossed lines. Yeah. They crossed lines that should never have been crossed by human beings like should never have even considered to have been crossed but because of capitalism you have to get desperate right they wanted they thought they could make money off when they did right like that's the like the crazy part anyway so like a little backstory fear factor was like my favorite show right from like age nine to age 13 like i was so into this show i was so excited it was the eddie murphy dr Doolittle film (laughs) and and fear factor that's all i liked that was evan but like i watched this show with my family (laughs) with like my mom and little brother like that sounds horrifying so have you ever like how much fear factor have you experienced like have you watched it before i've seen like clips on youtube but i've never seen like a full episode well, I've seen, like, I think, like, I'd say, like, 90% of the episodes. Wow. Not in the, like, the last probably eight years of my life, at least. Right. Like, but when I was, like, when I was, like, a tween, I was obsessed with this. Right. Like, this was so cool. Like, people eating bugs and shit. Like, right. that was the coolest thing. I just thought it was so badass. And I got super obsessed. And, like, my family would, like, gather around the TV and watch new episodes of Fear Factor. Which, in hindsight, is horrifying. Right. That's like, that's like, 
That's like something people would do in the RoboCop movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like a comedy farce yeah. of what <laughs> like the 1980s TV culture. Yeah, exactly. Would be. It feels satirical. It's like a mad TV sketch. So here's the little like intro I wrote for this. Come episode. on, Timmy, let's gather around the television <laughs> yeah. and watch people eat bugs. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel real. It's like how how is this not how is this something we did over and over again? Ugh. And, like, I, I don't remember being grossed out by it at all. Well, it's like you're nine. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was cool. Right. Like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. It's like, they're eating bugs. <laughs> like That I mean, was the coolest thing to a nine-year-old. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I would eat bugs when I was nine. Like, it was cool. When, when I was nine, like, all you had to do to get me to buy a product was include slime in yeah. some way. <laughs> slime! Yeah! Hot I, Wheels, but with slime! Dude, I was literally going to say that. Slime Kano. I, yes, I had that one. Yeah. I had the fucking Slime Kano. Yeah, I did too. It, it was literally the most disappointing product yeah, I had ever. Yeah, it sucked. Because <laughs> the slime went dry in one day. It, and it would, like... It, <laughs> It was the nastiest yeah. shit. It had like this, this it smelled. horrible silicon smell, yeah. but it would like cover everything, and then you couldn't like... It ruined your fucking Hot Wheels. Yeah, right. It's like it would get stuck in the wheels, and then yeah. you, and you couldn't wash it off. But that commercial, Slime Kano. They made it look like the coolest yeah. shit. Hours of fun, days, right. years. Like you will never get bored again. There was this idea that it was like this endless font of youth yeah. Of, yeah. of slime. Yeah. Like, like, you will oh, never run out. I could turn on the slime Kano and bottle it. Yeah. I could sell the slime to my friends. Yeah. All right, so Become here's... an illicit slime dealer. <laughs> yeah, they make you like buy more slime. <laughs> because you become like addicted to slime. <laughs> Going through slime withdrawal. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I got some slime. <laughs> they, right, raised the, the they raised the price of slime. <laughs> we're done with the bit. Like they do with like... <laughs> Like diabetic drugs. <laughs> the first hit's free. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, kid, you want to buy some gack? I need to. I'm getting the shakes, man. <laughs> you don't even eat it. You just pour it on yeah. your head. Oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Before we start, let me make one thing perfectly clear. Okay. This was not an easy episode to research. This was a deep dive into probably the most vile show ever aired on network television. A show that puts many of the most excruciating torture horror films to shame because of one simple fact. All this shit is real. People really did this shit. And this shit aired on prime time on NBC. The second biggest (laughs) network in America. Second only to CBS. All this shit was watched by millions of families across America and the world, leading to the show being renewed for a total uh, of two iterations, eight seasons, and over 180 episodes. Eight seasons? Right. What the fuck? And these were like network TV seasons, like 20 plus episodes per season. Pushing daisies. Yeah. Like one one of the most critically acclaimed shows in all of film. Yeah. Got... Two seasons, right. and it had to fight for the second right. one. Yeah, this shit got eight seasons. Eight seasons—that's crazy. That's Only insane. Only the, the top five percent of TV shows ever get close to that. That's yeah. That's not even close. Like the the top five percent are like lucky to get three. Yeah, totally. So this episode is not an investigation of why, but an investigation of how. More specifically, how in the hell. How in the hell did we get to the point where this was acceptable content for a mass audience? 
How in the hell were people willing to be degraded, scarred, injured, and potentially killed for a 17% chance at winning $50,000? And most importantly, how in the hell was this not stopped earlier? I'm going to give a little backstory on uh, just the history of some of the horrible things uh, that have happened in the history of filmed entertainment, the history of reality television, specifically in the year 2000 to 2010. So, to give the example of The Biggest Loser, which is presented as this, like, triumphant, like, you're fighting your demons, you're becoming the best version of yourself. I researched some of the horror stories that were presented, like, leaked afterwards by contestants of The Biggest Loser. Season 1 winner Ryan Benson claimed that he'd starved, literally starved himself for the show. Yeah. After the season's filming had wrapped up, Benson said his health had declined to the point where blood appeared in his urine. That, like... That show is literally, like, it, it's just like torturing fat people for fun. Exactly. Season 2 contest- contestant Suzanne Mendonca recalled her experience. Quote, I was eating baby food. I'd wrap myself in garbage bags to sweat. We'd use the sauna for six hours a day. We stopped eating and drinking and would work out for four hours a day. People were passing out in the doctor's office. It's, that is despicable. It is, because it's literally like the producers are like, you need to fucking lose weight for this show because I'm not. we're not going to have... Like, they want results. They right. want this show to have an arc. Like, this person lost 200 pounds in, like, what? Like, a month or two months That's or whatever. That's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy at all. You literally have to, like, put yourself on the brink of death to get there. Yeah, no, that's incredibly dangerous. And plus, like, like I'd say, like, 90% of the contestants gain most of the weight back in, like, a month afterwards because their body cannot maintain that. Right, exactly. <laughs> Season 3 contestant Ka- uh, Kai Hibbert claimed, my hair was falling out, my period stopped. I was only sleeping three hours a night. She said her health had suffered uh, during the show's production, but she felt so much pressure to continue losing weight that she did all this. She didn't stop. Oh, God. Because that's just... Now you've given this... You've given this poor fucking woman an eating disorder now. Exactly. Like, you, you've psychologically scarred this woman. That's horrible. And you've, like, presented it as, like, now she's healthy. Like, uh, we finally got rid of all her toxins and, like, turned her into, a, like, a smart, healthy person. God. Contestants were also reportedly cut off from communicating with their families the during production of the what show. What the fuck? That's almost that's almost worse. Yeah, like exactly. She they were going through like literal literal torture, and they weren't allowed to tell anyone about it. That's right. Well, because that's like God forbid you talk to the police. Exactly. Like holy shit, that's terrible. These people should be in jail. Yeah, exactly. Uh, four people have died while filming military-themed shows for the Discovery Channel. Oh, God. In 2012, during a shoot at a Colorado, Colorado Springs rifle range, two smoke, smoke bombs unexpectedly detonated, darted through the air at 150 miles per, na- per hour, and struck and killed a nearby woman. The woman's family filed a lawsuit for wrongful death, but it was later dismissed by the courts. Back in a, in a 2013 season of the French version of Survivor, the season was canceled after one of the contestants died after suffering a cardiac arrest during one of the the physical challenges on the show. Holy shit. The doctor in charge of supervising the contestants later died by suicide after the death of the contestant. Yeah. And the show faced absolutely no repercussions and continued production the next season. It's amazing that more, you know, you don't hear more stories of this stuff. Right. Because it's like... I'm sure there's very little... I mean, they have doctors, obviously, but like they're going through extreme things, and it's yeah. all supposed to be shocking and entertaining and crazy. And it's like... But here's the thing. I mean, 
when you are on one of these shows, you sign like the liability waiver of all liability waivers. Right, God. Like you literally sign your life away to the producers of this show. Right. They they own you. They own you because regardless of what happens up to and including death, you are not allowed to sue. Your family is not allowed to sue the production. Right. You are waiving all your rights, uh, you know, for your safety, whatever. You're saying like whatever happens, like I understand. It's not the show's fault. Right. Um, which is insane because they don't re- like obviously they don't want people to die in their production, but they have no real incentive to keep people safe, right? Because they could just murder you for fun. Yeah, it's like here, whatever happens, and they just shoot you, and you can't sue them. Right? Like that's insane. Like because they, producers will do that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like we like through those stories, these shows faced no like Biggest Loser. They these reports come out, and the show's still on. I think because they have these waivers, you know. Like, it's like, there's no repercussions. Right. And there's always the arguments, like, they knew what they were getting into. But it's like, we know that they don't. There's, yeah, there's a legal term, like, reasonable risk. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, yeah, you know there's some risk, but you don't expect to be put in active danger and, like, pu- pushed to the brink of death for the sake of entertainment. Oh, it's, so, okay, uh, Biggest Loser stopped running uh, in 2016 but it's announced that it's being rebooted of course. this year. Of course. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, so all that goes to, to say, uh, in 2001, Fear Factor premiered. <sighs> all right, let's get into it. Uh, it aired on NBC. Its initial run was from 2001 to 2006. It was created by production company Endemol USA and hosted for its first seven seasons by comedian and fellow podcaster Joe Rogan. I'm sure, I mean... Oh, it was hosted by Joe Rogan? Yeah, that's how he got his start. Like, that's how people, like, that's how I know Joe Rogan. Oh. I guess, mo- like, people know him now from his podcast, obviously, right. but, like, I knew about Joe Rogan since I was, like, 10. That makes a weird amount of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the format of the show, the show pits contestants against each other in a variety of three stunts for a grand prize, usually of $15,000, but they do some like grand tournaments for like a million dollars, and it's like a few week challenges and stuff. Um, the, the general format is uh, it's three men and three women who are competing for themselves, although some episodes uh, were like teams of like couples or uh. siblings or, you know, they change it up every now and then. The first and third stunts of the show are designed to test contestants physically, consisting of action movie-style challenges involving heights, speeding cars, boats, etc. For example, in one challenge, contestants would have to jump the seven-foot gap between two trailers as two semi-trucks drove side-by-side at over 40 miles per hour. The fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, that's already, like, not safe. Did they have a safety harness? I think they do. I think they usually do. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's still not safe because, like, right. you're dealing with moving vehicles and they could get sucked under, they, like, all this stuff. Right. Um, another challenge, contestants rode on the back of a jet ski as a helicopter flew overhead and they had to jump onto cargo netting hanging from the helicopter and climb into the helicopter as it flew above the jet oh, that's ski. crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Um, There's so much that could go wrong there. Exactly, and I'm surprised more stuff didn't go wrong. Yeah. Like, because, like, obviously they have, like, like rigorous safety and they test these things right and they have harnesses and stuff it's like it's not like but like there's still a lot of margin for error there oh yeah god like one mistake and someone could like at the least lose a limb or like permanently you know dude i broke my finger just walking around to disneyland right like (laughs) exactly (laughs) i i can't imagine what would happen to my frail ass body if i tried to jump into a moving helicopter (laughs) exactly And these types of challenges, like, as unsafe and crazy as they are, they're pretty standard for, 
reality shows at the time. Right. Like stuff like Survivor, The Amazing Race, like those shows do crazy stuff like that all the right, time. Right. The only thing of Fear Factor is like it was just like like you brought it up to eleven. Like right. it's right. like holy shit, like that's crazy. I mean, but the show, the name of the show is Fear Factor. It's right. supposed to be like death defying stunts. Right. Right. All right, but this show's not about the first and third stunts. This show's not about you know the like action movie stuff that you yeah. you've seen on other yeah, reality yeah. competition yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. What sets Fear Factor apart and what will forever be in my memory is the second stunt, which involves testing the contestants mentally, which is a very, very, very broad term. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like. So this usually involves confronting contestants' darkest fears, um, usually involving animals or insects. For example, I think the first episode was contestants had to, like, lie in, like, a pit while they were covered with rats. And they, I, I like rats. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, some people are deathly afraid of rats. Right. Well, I love rats. Yeah. <laughs> I would pay to lie down in a pit of rats. Yeah. That sounds some fun. people would, and like there were definitely examples on the show. Where people were like, like, why is this scary? Like, but other people were like, oh fuck. Right. Like right. they always have contestants like quitting like halfway through. Like I'm not right. going to do that. I can imagine. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, it's just like sometimes you get lucky, but like some people have like they might be irrational, but some people like literally like it stops you. Like, you cannot deal with rats. Right. But there's also, like, there's some episodes where it's, like, this person had deathly feel, fear of rats and they did it and, like, it wasn't that bad and they were fine. Like, right, it was right. kind of, like, inspiring. Like, they faced... Right, and, Like, right. through the power of the human spirit, they got through something that utterly terrified them. Right. And that's cool. Um, and there were other things like, um, you know, being covered with snakes or cockroaches or that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. I, like, I, could do, I could do snakes. I... I could probably psych myself up enough to do cockroaches. Yeah, because, like, those kind of things, it's, like, it's like three minutes. It's, like, even if you're afraid, it's, like, literally just, like, uncomfortable. It's not like you're not in pain. You're not, it's, like, right, right. you just mentally, like, separate yourself from it and just, like, close your eyes and it's over. I would, like, I'd, like, play with the snakes. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and, like, that stuff's fine. And there's, like, other reality shows do shit like that all the time. Right, it's right. not that crazy. I'd have a hard time with the cockroaches, I think. For sure. Um, like, I would have a hard time with all those things. Oh. Um, according to a 2015 interview, Rogan expected Fear Factor to be canceled after a few ep- episodes due to objections to some of the content. Yeah. And further stated that he took the job mainly to obtain observations and anecdotes for his stand-up comedy career. Interesting. Yeah. He was literally like, this show is ridiculous. Like, there's no way it's going to stay on the air. I just, like, literally just want to, like, observe and, like, talk about it. He wanted fuel for his stand-up. That's honestly, like, that's, like, a reasonable attitude to have totally. going in. It's just like, this is fucking insane. I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just gonna be here to see what happens. Totally. And that's Joe Rogan's attitude through this entire saga, which is, like, the best possible attitude. Yeah. He's getting paid. He's getting, like... You know, he's getting well-known from this, and he's using it to promote other things that he's genuinely passionate about. Right. And he's just like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe, like, this is happening. Like, right. The fact that he's, like, saving it all up so when he finally leaves, he can be like, would you listen to this bullshit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Which is what he does. Like, if people ask him about Fear Factor on his podcast, he just, like, laughs. He's like, I can't believe, like, the shit that people would do. Right. Right. Um, but, like, despite his hesitance, the show was a hit. Um, in the summer of 2001 and built strong ratings and popularity in the first few seasons. I think it became a number one primetime show for a while, for That's, at least the first few seasons. That is fucking insane. All right, so... we got to get into the nitty-gritty here. Yeah, as I said, like, 
being covered in rats, being covered in snakes, cockroaches, even things like eating crickets, which they did. It's like, that's it's not too bad. It's like, you know, like I get why it's called Fear Factor. It's like something that's like, I don't want to do that, but I'll do it for money. Like I'll, right. I'll do so- something I would never do to like test myself. Was it a live cricket? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a little harder. But I found a website that just lists every gross-out stunt through the, the course of the first six seasons, and it is stunning how utterly despicable it gets to. Okay. So it starts with stuff like nervous. crickets. It goes into, like, live, like, Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Yeah. That kind of shit. Right. It gets into, like, eating pig rectum, eating Ugh. horse rectum, sheep eyeballs, fish eyeballs, testicles of any... Animal, animal imaginable, Ugh. and they reuse this shit. And it's like we done, we've done bull testicles, but we've never done horse testicles. And it's just like because you have to fill episodes with these right. things. And they need to be different. Exactly. Like, and also, it, these things involve like putting contestants in incredibly unsafe scenarios, swimming with alligators, what the swimming fuck? with piranhas, what <laughs> swimming with electric eels, what this stuff is literally fucking. Deadly. This yeah. shit. It's not like it's not like you just have to get pl- past a mental blocker, and it's it's not that bad. It's like this. If this would have gone gone wrong, it could have killed multiple contestants. How did how did no one die? I don't know. I guess they just got incredibly lucky. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that could explain this. But they, also, contestants aren't allowed to, allowed to talk about their experiences on Fear Factor whatsoever. The liability waivers prevent them from talking about it, and they have sued people for talking about their experiences, so people could have gotten seriously injured, and we wouldn't know. <sighs> like, is it is it even possible that, like, people died on this show and we don't know about it? I feel like if people would have died, we would have heard about it. Right. But, like, I feel like people could have faced, like, serious injuries, consequences, like, trauma that is, like, you're literally legally barred from discussing right. with anyone. Right, yeah. And we just won't know because these contracts still stand. They still have a legal basis for protecting themselves. That's insane. So the stunts became even more insane. What? Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's literally sentence one of my, my like, evolution of the stunts. Fuck no. That was, like, backstory. Fuck off. Like, oh my god. Okay, okay, go into it, go into it. Season two, episode 15. Uh, season two? Yeah, <laughs> season two. Uh, contest- this one, like, makes sense in the context of fear, but it's still horrible. Okay. Uh, contestants would be required to strip naked and parade along a fashion show for dozens of real photographers, then stand on a rotating platform t- for two minutes at the end of a pedestal. Which is not even, like... It's like it has a weird component of, like, sexual humiliation. Yeah. Like, I don't even... I mean, like, I get it. It's, like, public nudity. That's a, a fear, I guess. I could, I could also see someone, like lying about that just because it turns them on yeah exactly like, like that's how you get around this yeah like, well it's like yeah there's some of these stunts when it's it literally feels like this made one of the producers hard right yeah. it's like this like you definitely hear about some of this stuff and it's like oh that's horny yeah it's not like what stunt can we come up with that's like testing people's fears it's like it's like no, no. that's that's horny yeah that's horny right there i i see it season three episode two uh contestants forced to eat deer elk bull and water buffalo penises Season 3, episode 6. Contestants would be forced to walk on broken glass with their bare feet. What the fuck? That's not... That's not a fear. That's just hurting people. Right, that's not fear. That's like genuine apprehension that you're going to be in pain. Yeah. 
It's like, that's like season eight. We just fucking stabbed the, compest- the contestant. Did they do that? Jesse, wait. That, that's... Fuck off. <laughs> uh, season three, episode nine, contestants exposed to tear gas. Uh, oh, that, that's really fucked up. Yeah. Like, tear gas is, like... Tear, like, tear gas is super fucked up. Like, no one should ever be exposed to tear gas. Dude, like, there was, like, a police training facility, like, a couple miles from my house back when I lived in... Back, I'm not going to say the city, but... Right, right. But, right. like, it was literally, like, I walked by it and then got in our car for, like, 30 seconds. And I was incapacitated for, like, the next few hours. No, like, part of basic training is they open up, like, they basically put you in a tent and then they detonate a tear gas grenade just to, like, this is what you're... Like, That's what they did on Fear Factor. Right, right. It's like this is what like this is what you have to experience because you're like you're a cop now. And it's like it's horrible. People like vomit blood after yeah. it. It's it's like incredibly destructive. And, totally. Like, it's hor- it's horrifying. It's torture. Yeah. You're literally torturing people and filming it and putting on a NBC in a prime time slot. Yeah. <laughs> Season three, episode thirteen. Contestants use their mouths to transfer dead rats from two barrels on either side of the room. That's just gross. It's not even fear. It's like literally just like weird. Yeah, like, that's not fear. That's disgust. Yeah. It's a completely different emotion. Which is the other thing about Fear Factor is like they became known for their gross out stunt and they, they're like now the gross out show. So right. they just kept trying to top themselves. Uh, okay. Season three, episode 22. Contestants strapped to a chair and have their arms repeatedly pierced by 10 needles that got increasingly thicker with each needle. Ah, fuck that. So they are just literally stabbing people. I That's not fear. You're just stabbing people. What the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Oh my god. That is that is insane. That is and like that's insane and probably horny. Yeah. Like oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like, there's, like, the thing about Fear Factor, too, is, like, all the contestants look like porn stars, too. Like, they're all, like, young, super, like, rail thin, like, all these, like, you know, like, aspiring actor types. That's definitely horny. Definitely. And, like, always the the women are wearing, like, skimpy outfits and, like, in, like, sport clothes or whatever and just, like... if there's any consistency among the outfits, it's definitely, like, that is explicitly, like horning energy on the producer's part. Totally. That, like, that... That jumps this over from, like, desperate producers trying... continually trying to up the ante to, like, explicit sexual abuse. Exactly. And, like, abusing their power for these people who just want, like, money. It's not... It's not even abusing it because that's... This is their fucking job. Yeah. Like, this is what they're being paid to do. It's, right. It's not... It's not even really abuse of their power. It's right. just, like... It's like systemic. It's like systemic problems. Yeah, exactly. It, it's awful. Season three, episode twenty-three. Contestants consume rotten cheese crawling with maggots. Yeah. Season three, episode twenty-seven. Contest- contestants use their mouths to suck milk from the udder of a live goat and spit it into a glass. That's not that bad. But it's also it's. How is that even fear? That's just like doing something right. kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's like I. I drink milk. You just wash the udder. It's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. So during... It's it's weird and horny. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. It's like watching, like, young, hot contestants, like, suck milk out of a goat. Yeah, that's... uh, While crawling on their hands and knees and shit. That's... 
yeah, that's fucking weird. Ugh. It's disgusting on a whole different level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so during its run, despite its high ratings, Fear Factor res- received widespread criticism from the general public, media outlets, and professional associations during its run. Yeah, I should hope. I mean, unsurprisingly, like this is just gives it like an even more depressing fucking air, like learning about these stunts. The American Humane Association expressed concerns for allowing various animals to get injured and even killed during the videotaping of the show. Oh, the animals? Yeah. yeah that's your problem? Right. The animals? <laughs> exactly. We're expressing concern. Then do fucking no. do something about <laughs> yeah. it, assholes. Uh, the, the association also revealed that professional animal trainers have refused to work with the show because the pr- producers of Fear Factor totally ignored uh, guidelines of the association. Yeah, they threw people in a tank full of live fucking piranhas. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's... Where do they get the piranhas? Like, yeah. I don't know. Someone's going to supply piranhas. That's That literally makes me think that they're going through some, like, Guatemalan animal smuggler Exactly, because, like, the professional associations aren't giving them animals. They're like, fucking, you're just going to, like, hurt these animals and, like, use them to, like, hurt people. Right. You're, it's <laughs> like you're going to get someone killed. And so they're like, well, guess we got to buy animals from the mob now. Yeah. Uh, AHA released a statement saying, uh, the American Humane Association believes that shows like Fear Factor are on a sip- slippery slope of animal mistreatment and provide poor examples of animal treatment and human ethics. Um, and they also they also said that shows like Fear Factor are producing, quote, unacceptable programming, which is like, yeah. Like, Do something about it. Yeah, exactly. But like, I think that sums it up well. It's like, this is unacceptable. Like, this should not be... Yeah. Like, how do we get to the point where this is airing on NBC? But it's like, it's... It kept airing. Yeah. It's like expressing concerns isn't going to do shit unless you have actual power. Exactly. Like, take it off the air. Right. Um, another thing is just like, um, there was also m- much evidence of animals being injured and permanently scarred right. um, from, you know, where, like a, a lot of, there's a lot of shit on Fear Factor where it was like, you have to bob in pig's blood for snakes and like throw the snakes across the room and shit. And it's just like, it's just like hurting that's, that's animals. That's mean to the snakes. Yeah, it's like snakes have like really fragile bones too. Yeah. It's just like fucking sad. Right. Um, Poor snakes. Fear Factor was also criticized by major U.S. electrical utilities for an episode that required contestants to cl- climb through a simulated electrical substation with quote electrified wires replete with simulated sparks and electrical sounds added in p- post production. So like they were electrocuting contestants and making it seem goofy and. Funny, (laughs) (laughs) but like I remember that episode. Contestant was like crying, and like it was like really like fifty thousand volts and shit. Like that's like deadly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's horrible. So starting in the series' fourth season, the popularity and the ratings for Fear Factor began to to decline as the stunts continued to get worse. Um, They started doing these things called Family Fear Factor, where adults and children would compete alongside each other. Fuck that. Which is like, there's all I always see the argument. It's like they knew what they were getting into. Like they liked the show. They wanted that's, to be on it. It's like that's fucking child abuse. Yeah, like that. The, they're children. They can't like agree to that. Exactly. So one okay, of the hang on, how old were the kids? These are like eight year old kids. Yeah, that's child abuse. That's just straight up child it's abuse. It's literally child abuse filmed and put on NBC. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way that this could run. Like even with today's media landscape, there's no way this could run now. Totally. But it's like, it was not that long ago. This right. is like 15 years ago. E- 
even then, it was like back in the 2000s, you could get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, because I, I feel like that was like the boom of like crazy, shocking reality television. Right, I, and I think Fear Factor was honestly part of what changed that. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I mean, this story is going to show. Okay, okay. Um, so one of the family Fear Factor stunts, family members would be on opposite sides of a tunnel filled with pig lard and pig parts. The kids would have to grab cow tongues and crawl to the middle to hand off the tongues to their parents. <laughs> it's just like, like that wouldn't be too bad for like the regular show, but this is like eight-year-old kids doing this. Right, yeah. I mean, it's like, I was a weird kid. I would be, I would probably be okay with that because I'm a ghoul, but yeah. like, that's just like... It's just, imagine, like, it's genuinely horrifying imagining someone's parents forcing them to do that. Totally. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, and you, like, there's kind of the sense, it's like, oh, maybe the kids liked the show and they, they thought it was fun or whatever. It's like, I can totally picture our parents saying, like, we're fucking doing this. We're going to win that vacation to Hawaii yeah, that's or exactly... It's like, you get in that tunnel. And that's what every, like, family that competes on reality TV totally. shows is like. Because they're stage parents and they want their kids to be famous. They want to be famous themselves. And it's just like that can be genuinely traumatizing to a child. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, almost all, and especially if it's fucking Fear Factor. Yeah, there was another family Fear Factor where children were locked in a box of Madagascar hissing cockroaches while their parents uh, used their mouths to transfer roaches. Uh, it's just like they had to use their mouths to trans transfer roaches from the box to a counterbalance scale to lift up a door and release a set of three keys. So you're, like, locking children in a box and, like, having their parents save them. Okay. Like, one of the, one of the things that came out about, like, the Guantanamo Papers mm -hmm. was that, like, one of the worst forms of torture that they would do was they would lock you in a box. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. The box didn't even have the fucking hissing cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. They are literally treating children worse right. than, than, like, Guantanamo Bay prisoners. Right. And the bar is very, very low Ex for that. Like, extremely low. <laughs> Season 4, episode 13. Contestants had the choice between eating cod egg sac covered with ants, sausage casing stuffed with worms, rotten squid covered with flies, and live dragonflies. I think I go for the live dragonflies there. That's the least disgusting, but still, I. What was yeah. the first one? Uh, cod egg sac covered with ants. Why ants? I don't know. Those are both things that people eat like separately, though. Like yeah. that's just that's just salmon roe, which yeah. is delicious, and right. ants, which like are good if you fry them. Right. Exactly. It's just it's to the point of whimsy. Like I can see like them saying like. This is what they eat in certain parts of the world. Just, like, get past the mental block. People do it all the time. Right. That's, um, a, that's like, the testicle thing. Like, yeah. I've, I've actually eaten, like, cooked testicle before. It's not bad. It's kind of chewy. Totally. Like, that's, like, I can understand that, but then you get the thing, like, well, just let me just continue. Oh, yeah. like, Season 4, episode 31, the contestants had to crawl inside a tunnel and pull out an 8-foot-long, 400-pound alligator by its tail. What? Yeah. You're... What? I'm genuinely stunned. Yeah. It's just like, how is this not like something that's like causing outrage on the internet? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with something that would be more ridiculous than this. Yeah. But I'm worried that they'll just do it in a later season. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah like, don't say anything. But that's like, okay, I'm gonna make. That's like, here we're gonna put you in a room, 
and I want we want you to hit this grizzly bear with a bat. Yeah. And then just be like, we're gonna lock you in for three minutes. Yeah. Totally. Like, here, piss off this live, incredibly dangerous animal. Yeah. And then there's there's always the disclaimer like these stunts have been tested. It's like. Yeah, you probably tested it with, like, a professional, like, alligator wrangler. I, I think that's just a fucking lie. Yeah, like, <laughs> who knows? Like, Why you would... already have professional associations refusing to monitor the program because they don't want to be involved. How... How, how do you test the piranha, yeah. piranha pit? Like, just, yeah, we threw a guy in the piranha pit and he was fine. Yeah, and it's like, if one guy doesn't get eaten, that doesn't mean someone else won't get eaten. Exactly. He's, like, thrashing around and struggling to find the key or whatever. Right, the key. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, it's like insulting on top of all this shit. Season 5, episode 11, contestants would have to eat a bowl of dead rat put in a blender. I just... Just... That's almost like... It's almost tame compared to everything else. It's yeah. just like, here, we made a gross smoothie. Yeah, like, it's like well, it's like you're not even trying. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's not shocking, it's just gross. Now, like, if they <laughs> hit a secret key inside yeah, the rat smoothie. <laughs> Which I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Was it just a blended rat, or was it there also, like, strawberries and stuff? No, just a blended rat. That's, that, that's just uninspired. Yeah. Like, you... If you're gonna bl- if you're gonna blend a fucking rat like yeah like like if you're going to serve me a blended rat put a little like fun garnish on the side <laughs> like exactly just like give me something right. man well that's the thing it's like that's what like reading all these stunts like it wasn't like oh my god like the next like every stunt's more shocking than the last is just like it feels desperate and weird and boring there's and, like, no. There's no style to it. Yeah, exactly. It's clearly just torture porn. There's yeah. no there's no structure, there's no style. Like maybe if they had Joe Rogan present it like a like the Crypt Keeper yeah. or something, <laughs> which he is the the thing that makes that show tolerable. Yeah. Because he's just like he has so much fun like torturing these contestants cuz he's like like it's not him making these decisions. He's like been ordered by a producer to do this, and he's like, "I'm just gonna make it fun. Like, right. I don't fucking care. Right. I'm getting paid." Right, right. It's like if, it's like, he has no control here. Totally. And so all he can do is just kind of do that. Like, like, all he can do is that sort of background mocking to the audience. Totally. Saying. Like there was this, there was definitely a sense that Joe Rogan was like making fun of the audience as well. Totally, like why the hell are you watching this? Right, <laughs> which is very valid. So but also, also he would be like really encouraging towards the contestants and like help them get through it and stuff. Yeah. So he yeah, was like yeah, yeah. a savior of these contestants. Like he was a life, like the one voice of reason in this whole show. Right, it's like that is. That's such an enormous responsibility right. of being the one reasonable human being <laughs> in the room because it's like once you see this shit happening, you're like. Oh fuck! I'm the only thing in between these co- these contestants and this. Like, yeah, there's a safety team, but they're off screen. Totally. Like, it's gonna take them minutes to like get this. It's like Joe Rogan is the first man on the scene, right. so it's like you gotta like, like yeah, you kind of ham it up for the camera, but you're like you're watching like a hawk, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly. And it's like it's like the equivalent of like going to hell and there's like one demon who's just like I'm gonna help these fucking poor or souls you, you go to hell and it's the only and the only salvation you have is normal Joe Rogan yeah, right. <laughs> which if I if, when I die and go to hell I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Rogan's waiting there like hey man like, but, but he's the one not demon yeah, there right. he just somehow ended up there he's there for pers- he's there on 
he's there because of a bureaucratic mix-up. Yeah. And <laughs> he's just making the best of it. Right. Like, Belial is there throwing you into a, a lake of boiling blood, <laughs> and Joe Rogan's like, you okay, bud? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I can't, like, stop this, but I'm going to, like, <laughs> motivate right. you. It's like, like, you got this, man. You yeah. got this. Like, just fight through it. Fight yeah. through it. You can move up to Circle 5 later. Yeah. Like, so here's something that's just, like... <sighs> It's just like <laughs> I just love this idea of Joe Rogan being yeah. your hell coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which if like if I had a hell coach, I would want no one other than Joe Rogan. <laughs> right, Joe. It's Joe Rogan carry like because Joe Rogan has this like you see him talk to all these people on his podcast yeah. and they're like despicable human beings yeah. and he's just and he'll just like yeah man that's fucked up that's real fucked up <laughs> so like uh, what do you think of football yeah. like it's <laughs> just like he's this like perfectly neutral human being. Yeah, like, he doesn't judge anything. Like, he <laughs> just, like, observes. He's an utter... He is a... He is a perfectly neutral party yeah. in all of this. Yeah. Like, you could be... You could be... You could be Mr. Rogers, and you could be Jeff Bezos, and yeah. he will treat you exactly the same. Totally. There's no, like, he's not treating you with the dignity you deserves. He's treating you how Joe Rogan treats yeah. you. And so I like you... I love the idea of, like... <laughs> the guy who lifts me out of the Phlegathon is like <laughs> Joe Rogan yeah. and then he sort of slings me over his shoulder like a towel yeah. and like come on buddy let's get you yeah. to the sa- let's get you to the burning desert like <laughs> but then he's like totally chill with the other demons and he just right. like doesn't care <laughs> right and like there's this weird sort of mutual respect that yeah. like the damned and the demons have yeah. for him of like hey Joe yeah. <laughs> hey Joe <laughs> which is like honestly like like upon reflection like I feel like that's a big reason why this show lasted as like yeah. as long as it did. It's like if it was like some like idiot like I don't know like Nick Cannon or something hosting this show like right like, like some like just uninspired you know right. boring uninspired per- face yeah uninspired face like Carson Daly or some shit right like, like this show probably would have been canceled in two seasons but it's like Joe Rogan makes it entertaining imagine if it was like Alex Trebek yeah. <laughs> It's like, there's no way Alex Trebek could save this show. Right. (laughs) Just, like, I can't find another deer tongue. No deer tongue. (laughs) That's a good impression, too. It's like, like, it takes, like, a force of nature like Joe Rogan to, like, make this palatable. Because he's just, like, he's just as, like, stunned and, like, like, just, like, laughing out of, like, awe as you are. But it's, like, Joe, right, Joe Rogan is, like, the human element here. Yeah. He's like he's the host, but he's also sort of the everyman. He's right. like the dad watching this all happen. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just imagine cutting back and forth between people like dunking their head in pig's blood to try and bite live snakes, and then it, <laughs> it cuts to like it cuts to the ranking, and Dana White is there like. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! You know, he sees like. It just cuts back and forth, and he's like, it's like, it's like, ah, Dan Williams cutting into second place with with three snake bodies. Like, Joe was like, oh shit. <laughs> so by 2006, when Fear Factor was in its sixth season, the ratings for the series were in steep decline as a result of content concerns and a growing loss of viewer, viewer interest. That at least makes sense. Me, I mean, this is season six, and I know yeah. that it lasts for two more seasons, but that does give me hope. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, all right, we're not total depraved mongrels. Exactly, because like the first few seasons is like, holy shit, they're making people eat crickets. Right. But then it's just like, 
blended rats. It's just like, that's right. gross, but not fun. Right. <laughs> it's like people stopped watching. Right. It's not, yeah. So later that year, Fear Factor faced incredibly tough com- competition with the TV ratings champion American Idol, and the r- ratings declined further and continued to trend further downward. What if American Idol was like, oh, we got to get some blended rats? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. After a continuous and steep drop in the series' ratings, it was officially canceled by NBC in May 2006 after six seasons. You'd think that would be the end. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Take that clapping back. So in 2004, Fear Factor was the first network reality show to be syndicated. Oh, airing it? Airing on many other cable networks. So, like, I see Fear Factor airing, like, all the time on, like, sci-fi and so fucking, shit. So fucking CBS was like, we gotta get a piece of this. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, you know, you air the, you know, you have to, like, swim with piranhas episode and people uh. just, like, turn it on. Because, like, the thing about Fear Factor is, like, what I think makes it, made it, like, successful, it has the channel stopping ability because yeah. I remember flipping through channels like holy shit like that guy's like screaming and he's covered with blood right. like what the fuck and like yeah, this is a reality shit. show like it has like that very like reality show 2006 look to it it's 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 truly an attention grabber totally so like you're just like oh shit and then you find yourself watching right um, yeah it's kind of it's kind of mesmerizing and like a train wreck exactly and that's why I loved it when I was like 10 <laughs> uh, before I like could like analyze it and could be grossed out by it right really so over its six seasons, Fear Factor earned NBC a reported $600 million in advertising revenue. Wow. Just in its initial run. Um, due to the high syndication ratings, it was like the number one syndicated show, like a syndicated reality show. Right. Um, it was reported on May 31st, 2011, that Fear Factor would be revived for a new season. <sighs> Is it still hosted by Joe Rogan the yeah. whole time? Um, for, for this reboot, yes. Okay. Um, eight episodes were ordered with Rogan returning to hosting duties. And he, like, still had, like, a good attitude to it. He's like, fucking, like, I'm going back to Fear Factor. Right, going like, back. <laughs> and, like, I don't even know if he was, like, he had his podcast yet. Because I think his podcast blew up in, like, 2012. Yeah. Or something. Like that. He still wasn't, like, a household name. I, I, I always remembered it being recent. So he was probably doing, like, comedy or something. Yeah, totally. Doing stand-up. Um, so the program began airing in December 12th, 2011. And the stunts went even further. <laughs> Gross-out stunts including eating scorpions, giant grasshoppers, and live bees. Live bees? Yeah. That's just dumb. Yeah. The squ- like, the scorpion one is, is despicable and dangerous, but yeah. the bee one, like, bees are nice. Yeah, exactly. Don't eat bees. Plus, like, seeing someone eat bees is not interesting. Yeah. It's not like you can see someone, like, throw up part of the dead scorpion or some, like, horrible thing. It's just, like, you just, like, put it in your mouth and then it's just, like... I just ate a bee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure it wasn't just one bee. No, yeah, it was like a mouthful of bees. Right. It's like, so here's... How do, you, how, do, how do you serve someone bees? Do they have the wings? Like, do you just have to... You gotta like... Yeah, nap. and they were live bees too. Right. Like, I, I know they were live, but like, how do you, how do you keep them from like flying away? <laughs> right. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. So here's, here's the famous... You've probably heard of this episode that I'm about to describe. Okay. Uh, what ultimately pretty much killed Fear Factor. I don't think I have heard okay. this, so this, will, this might be news to me. An episode originally scheduled for January 30th, 2012, featured contestants drinking pint glasses filled with donkey cum and urine. I... One, horny. Yeah. Two, biohazard. Yeah. Like, that's just... Like, like, that's definitively not safe. 
Yeah, that's just not... It's not like some cultures around the world, you know, eat, you know, like, rotten egg or, like, you know, like, egg with an embryo inside and it's, right. like, a delicacy. It's like, no, like, people recognize it's dangerous and they don't do it. That's, that's just, that's just like making somebody drink gasoline. Yeah. Now it's like you're trying to kill your, con- ten- your contestants because that's, that's, you'll get a bacterial infection and fucking die. Exactly. It's just, it's just horrible. It's not even, not even remotely fun anymore. So luckily, after news broke of the episode, people like went crazy and like like viewers were like, I don't want to see this on network television and like we're like complaining to NBC. That's way too far. Um, and so the episode was uh, like pulled from the, the lineup. Yeah. And even Joe Rogan is quoted as saying, we went too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he said that when the producers told him about it, he thought they were joking. Which is like he's experienced them. Right, he's been in the room for all this shit, <laughs> right. and he was like, "There's no way you yeah. guys are fucking." It's like, yeah. uh, it's a great, great joke, you guys." And then he sees them wheeling out the pints, yeah. and he's like, "Oh fuck, no, stop this!" Right. Like, and he still had like a great episode, like a great attitude to it. Like going through this, I knew I would have to watch the. They call it the Donkey Juice episode. I knew I had to watch it because I was like, fucking, I'm going to do an episode about it. I have to watch this. And Joe Rogan is, like, encouraging people and saying, like, just one more gulp. You're almost there. This sucks, but I know you can do it. Right. So he's just, like, can do, like fuck. Like, I don't want it. This sucks. Right. He's just trying to get people through this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, the producers are making this happen. So, like, please just try to get through totally. this. And all six contestants did it. Like, uh, like... Like, I guess props to them. Yeah. Like, I, I would just fucking quit at that point. Like, <laughs> like fuck you. I'm, yeah. I'm walking off set. Fuck you. Fuck your contract. Like exactly. Like fuck. Like, like even if you make it, you still have like a one in five chance of winning fifty thousand dollars. Right. I mean, the, even beyond that, it's just like I I don't care anymore. Exactly. Like that's that's so far past a line. But totally. that's definitely the line. Yeah. <laughs> that's the line. And the episode was, like, officially pulled from the lineup. It's like, NBC rejected the ep- the first episode they ever rejected of Fear Factor. Oh, God. So, on January 31st, 2012, two of the contestants who competed in the Donkey Juice stunt appeared on a Tampa Bay radio station to talk about their experiences in that episode. Oh, they God. said they were, quote, proud of their accomplishment and they were upset that it hadn't aired. <gasps> they drank a pint glass full of Donkey Cum and no one was allowed to know about it. They weren't even able to get the TV recognition for it. I, from a weird, perverse perspective, I get it. Yeah. Like, if you're the type of person that joins a reality show like this, yeah. it's like, like, if you're the, the sort of person that's like, all right, fuck it, I'm joining the reality show, yeah. I want, like, I'm, like, if I did that, if I stuck through and choke down an entire glass of donkey cum, I want the fucking recognition. Exactly. I want that fucking medal. I want people to know that I fucking did this. Right. That I, like, that's, because that flips over from, like, that's an accomplishment. That's, yeah. like, I have the sheer mental fortitude to do this. Exactly. But after their appearance on the radio show... You have to be proud of that. Because exactly. being ashamed of it will ruin your life. Exactly. Like, it will send you down a spiral. You have to flip and reverse that. Exactly. That's the only way you survive that. That's the only power you have and that's not Yeah. God. So after their appearance on the radio show, however, producers of Fear Factor threatened the pair with a $2 million lawsuit Go for discussing yourself. their Go experiences. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself and your lawsuit. Yeah. Like, eat shit. Yeah. Which then, is what they were probably planning for contestants right. to do in the next episode. Eat shit. 
film it, and then boost your ratings. Yeah, exactly. So, because it's like, how far are we from literally contestants eating shit if we're like drinking urine? I just yeah. had an idea of like, do do a season that's like have the fans submit challenges yeah. and then make the producers exactly. Do it. Yeah, but it's like when they put the. Uh, it's like putting the uh, the capital through the Hunger Games or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's right. like you do it. Right here, have fun. <laughs> so two more two more episodes of Fear Factor aired after the Donkey Juice episode, but on May thirteenth, two thousand twelve, NBC announced that Fear Factor was officially the reboot was officially canceled after seven episodes. Uh, yeah, which I applaud. <laughs> yeah, but. But. In April 2017, MTV announced that it would be reviving Fear Factor for a second time, hosted by Ludacris. Ludacris. It lasted two seasons and then was canceled. Because, like, at least it was canceled because no one cares. And you don't even have Joe Rogan anymore to, like, help you through it. Right. But, like, it still lasted two seasons after the Donkey Juice episode. Like, after all that controversy. God. And that's, like... Now, the fact that it's a different network now, does it? did it have different producers? Like, Yeah, I'm sure it did. Was this, like, were the, were the stakes just as insane? Like, were the stunts just as insane? Uh, from what I can, from what I gathered, it wasn't as bad. Because, okay, like, okay. I think they were, like, still, like, afraid. It's, like, people are, are like, on the edge now. Like, yeah. like, they're, so I think it was toned down, but I think the, the like, curveball was, like, they were, like, Situations from like popular horror movies that were coming out that summer, and they were like internet challenges and stuff. So it's trying to be all like modern and shit. I see. But it's like trying to make it new and hip. Yeah, exactly. The fact that they are trying to make it new and hip is like indicative that like times have changed. Yeah. And that's why it got canceled because like you can't air this shit anymore. Yeah. Like, like there's always gonna be like a section of like the internet dedicated to this horrible stuff, but not primetime television. That is. That is honestly refreshing to hear. Exactly. That, like, that we reached a point as a society where it was like, no, fuck, that's yeah. not okay. You can't do that. Totally. And that's awesome. But it's like, it still lasted 180 total episodes. And, like, it's, it's just, it is truly comforting to me to know that there is a line. Yeah, right. Like, because, like, if there's not, like, What's to stop the producers from literally just saying, like, you have to get your foot sawed off, or you have to, like, right. eat shit, or, like, you have to, like, like kill and eat, like, a cat or something? It's honestly more terrifying not knowing where the line, like, not exactly. knowing where the line is, and even more so, not knowing if there even is a line. Exactly. Like, do you remember back in, like, 2015 when that, that guy, like, Milo Yiannopoulos or whatever mm-hmm. was out and about, like, just the fucking Nazi asshole. Yeah. And he was like, he was gaining some success, but then it, somebody came out with this video of him talking about how he like thinks pedophilia should be, right. should be legal. Yeah. And that completely fucking tanked his reputation. Right. I was like, thank God there's a fucking line. Right. Like, because so many times it feels like there's not. There's right. so many people that get famous or shows that get successful and it's just it's like, this is horrible. Like, how are people not speaking out? Yeah, so uh, we're out of time. All right, but yeah. like, I feel like I honestly feel like a little bit like of a weight off my shoulders. This was like cathartic. for Yeah, you. because like this has like literally been like disturbing me. Because like not at the time I thought it was cool, but like the years afterwards I'm like this is fucking fucked up. And they tortured all these people and they filmed it and it got all these ratings. But it's just like, just going through the story, it feels like yes, it was horrible. But like. A lot of sh- ho- reality shows were horrible during the time. Right. And at least 
people have a line. At least there was a line. There's a line somewhere. It's way farther than what you would expect, but there is one. So hopefully we can find it for these horrible things that are just right. you know, hurting people for entertainment. There is a line. There is a line. Right. I think that's where Let's we try stopped. to find it. Without further ado, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And we love you. We love you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you really want to make us happy, you can leave us a nice rating or review. You can follow us on Instagram at Desperate Acts of Capitalism and on Tumblr. Link in the show notes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Desperate Acts of Capitalism.